Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, good morning Russell. Good morning, good morning, good morning, all. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for today, for this gift of a new day, for the gift of sunlight, for the gift of rain, for the gift of the air we breathe. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you give us to behold to manage, to steward, and to use in nature. We thank you for all facilities, for all provisions that you give us. We thank you, Father, for family, for friends, for a roof over our head, for our health, our well-being. We thank you, Father, for blessing us with the opportunity to be part of this praying family that you have called together. You call each one to your name. We thank you, Lord, that you are doing a new thing in each of these lives every single day. You help us renew our minds. You provide your revelation. You peel away iniquity. And you pour your holiness into each of these hearts, Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you provide security, safety, by means of your hedge of protection. We thank you, Lord, that even when we don't see it, you are there. And we thank you that you call each one into your secret place and you pour your peace and your joy into each of our hearts. And we share the same this morning with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians. <coughs> Sorry. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those that do not want to know you and have turned away from you. We share it with all those that we are lifting up in our place of prayer today, Lord. Those that have no one to pray for them as we offer our faith to stand in that gap. And lifting all of these, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator. The name of our father, the God of peace, who shall bruise Satan under our feet. The God of hope, the God of patience, the God who is a consuming fire. The God who is the ancient of days. The God whom we know as our Father, our Maker. And we pray in the name of your Son, Jesus, the one who paid the price that we might have salvation, that we might have freedom, that we might have atonement for our sins, that the accuser can no longer point a finger at us, the one who is the rider on the white horse, who leads us in the day of battle, who was, who is, and who is to come, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. He is the one who shall judge the quick and the dead. And he, it is he who is given to us as daily bread. For he said, you shall know the truth. By knowing the truth, we shall be quickened and be set free. By the revelation, by his spirit, the spirit of freedom, the spirit of liberty. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of truth, the spirit of light, the spirit of victory, the breath of the Father, the one who reveals the secret, deep and secret things of the Father, the one who hovers over everything that is void and formless and gives it shape at the spoken word of the Father when released in faith, the one who changes the times and the seasons, the one who heals our backsliding 
who has made his tabernacle within us and is here to lift us up, to remold us, to shape us into the likeness and the image of Jesus, that image in which we were first created when you first created man, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word, your spirit, with the gift of prayer to combine them together and release our faith that helps us bring manifestation. We thank you, Lord, you blessed us with angels with destiny help us. You blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies and with every physical provision that we need so that when you are our shepherd, we shall lack nothing. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. <clears throat> I also cover every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by your precious blood, Lord, the blood of the new and the eternal covenant. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy, pure and perfect will for each of these lives. Call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. <clears throat> we also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55 verse 10 and 11 that says as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater so is my word that goes out from my mouth this day it shall not return to me empty but shall accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it and I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue. And thank you for the discernment, that gift of discernment to choose life every time we speak. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Today we look at the fourth and concluding part in our series on getting to know your God. So far we've looked at a few different aspects of his nature and his attributes, his character. He is the king. The first was he is king of all and he is the creator. Second was he is eternal, omniscient, omnipotent and omnipresent as well as transcendent. The third is he seeks a personal relationship with each of us. And the fourth was he is immutable, unchangeable. The fifth one we saw was God is love. And then he cares for you. And then number seven is, he's a just judge. And number eight was the last one that we concluded yesterday, that he is wrathful and vengeful. Today we look at number nine onwards. He is merciful. Along with being a righteous judge who judges by the law, and a God who is wrathful and vengeful, he is also filled with compassion and mercy. And that mercy is not only for sinners. It's for all of us at some point in our life. 
It is only his mercy that can lift us up when we fall down or when we are victims. Either of attack or of circumstances, when we find ourselves limited, the only thing that you can call on is his mercy. It is like a system by which he can intervene and even veto judgment in that situation. So when his mercy is released, it does not look by the eyes of a judge. And that's good news for us. Are you seeing how much his love is biased towards us, that is towards mankind? Satan must probably have looked at it and said, God, you are unfair. You have given him undue advantage to men, my adversary. Yes, that undue advantage is true. Jesus now came to die for any that belonged to Satan's group. Never made any concessions there. His mercy is only released to those that are in the time realm. What's more is Joel 2 verse 13 says, He is slow to anger, abounding in love, and relents from sending calamity. So he provides a way out. He offers unmerited grace which we can only receive through faith in Jesus. That is all part of his mercy. And his mercies are renewed every morning for those in the time realm. That is us. So, which means his grace is also renewed for us each morning. He is not quick to pass judgment. But he desires that none should perish. And all should come to eternal life through repentance and salvation. <clears throat> Moving on to the next one. Then. Number 10. The only thing that impresses him is faith. You see that mentioned a lot throughout the Bible. Grace is also available only through faith. Without faith, you cannot tap into mercy, you cannot tap into grace. Hebrews 11 verse 6 tells us just that. Without faith, it is impossible to please, to please God. And he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, not half-heartedly. So your faith has to be 100%, not 99%. That's contaminated faith. Romans 4 verse 20 to 22 tells us that through faith we are justified and we can acquire righteousness from God. There is nothing under the law that we can do or fulfill or uphold that will get us righteousness. We will always fall short. Romans 8 verse 1 tells us there is now, on account of this faith, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. <coughs> By faith, we are able to exercise our God-given authority by calling the unseen into the seen. Just by holding on to that faith, look at what 
doors are open towards you. Which doors does he open? The doors of access, the doors of authority, access to mercy, access to grace. And access to step into the house through salvation. This is why faith is a very important attribute that we need to carry. It is not enough to say, I am a Catholic, I am a Christian, so I have faith. It is a very personal thing. And faith, like Brother Vivek has taught us, faith can only come from what you know about him. How else do you trust a person if you don't know anything, if you don't know them well enough? It's the very, very comparison of looking at do I trust a stranger on the street versus do I trust an acquaintance versus do I trust a friend versus do I trust my parent? There is varying levels of trust there. In the case of God, it has to be 100%. So whichever of those four categories that you trust 100%, that's the amount that you need to know about them. That's how close you need to know in order for your faith to be that strong. Which is why we're doing this whole series. What you know about him and then exercise by way of your will, your conviction and say, I will remain unmoved on this because I know this. Faith comes from hearing and hearing by. Hearing by is knowing and understanding from the word. Number 11, he tests the ones that he calls to, uh, unto him. Many are called and few are chosen is what the Bible tells us. The filter in between is testing. He tests your faith, he tests your conviction, he tests your zeal. He tests how much you know him. He tests how far you're willing to go for his purposes. In his plan to prosper us, he edifies and prepares us and will also test us in how well we have grown. So he will edify you. He will help you grow. <clears throat> and then he will test how well, how far have you grown. So that when it's time for stepping into that abundance and the dominion that he is promising you, he needs to be sure that you are ready for it. Otherwise, you will squander away the abundance and the dominion we will give away just like Adam did. He gave it to Satan very easily, just like that. So preparation and testing. He needs to be sure that we will not waver or succumb to the enemy. <clears throat> now we are currently studying his test during our Friday Bible study series as well. So in case you are not <clears throat> you are not across those, I would recommend following them on our YouTube channel. <clears throat> the series is still going on, so you can also join in on our Friday Bible study sessions. There's still a few parts in it. So if you have missed out on the earlier ones, you can catch up through the recordings. And then join us every Friday. And lastly, number 12, I'd like to touch on, well, if you look at it, 
when he talks about his kingdom, it's more like a corporate. So I'd like to touch on his mission, vision and values of Jesus Incorporated now. What is Jesus' mission statement? <clears throat> Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. He spoke of his mission there where he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And if anyone is chosen by him, then that becomes their mission statement as well. What about the vision of this kingdom? That is seen in John 3.16, 2 Peter 3 verse 9 combined with John 10.10. 10, where it says when you combine all three together, it would say the vision is that none should perish. But everyone should come to repentance and receive salvation and life in abundance in the kingdom. And then his values. So mission, vision, and now values. The values are the Beatitudes that we see in Matthew chapter 5. You can read them from verse 3 to verse 12. We won't go into details of reading all of those in the interest of time. But you can catch them on Matthew chapter 5, verse 3 onwards. Okay, what else do we know about him now? <clears throat> There's a few more things about his nature. I'll read eight more points. Number one, even when we don't see it, he is working. And you need to know that because that is what will inspire your faith in those times of testing, in those dry times where you see no movement. He never rests as far as we are concerned. Number two, he is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask or imagine. That's Ephesians 3 verse 20. It is we who limit his capacity by our limited faith. Remember, <coughs> he can only move or stretch to the extent of the expression of our faith. He can't go beyond that. And the faith is limited and bound by the amount of word knowledge that is filled in you from the Bible. Direct proportions there, so you know what to do. The more you know him, the more you understand him through his word, the more is your faith. And he's able to do exceedingly abundantly more than anything to the extent of which that faith stretches. He says, ask and you shall receive. He didn't put any limits on that. You must know that aspect of your God because that will then inspire your faith and your prayer, what you then declare. Number three, Matthew 6 verse 32 says, He knows our every need before we can ask. But we must verbalize and vocalize it because he will not go against our will. He will not act on our behalf without our permission. He does not infringe. Number four. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8 says, God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things and at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. 
again going back to that earlier one where we spoke of faith it is only our faith that will limit him is able to bless you in every way in all things and at all times in all things and at all times not only in certain seasons number 5 <clears throat> psalm 23 verse 1 tells us that when you make the lord your shepherd you shall lack nothing are we looking up to him as our mentor as our teacher as our guide as our shepherd you shall lack nothing number 6 he is the giver he gives and keeps on giving such is his love when you know that that's the kind of nature that he wants us to adopt as well where in luke 38 he says give and it shall be given unto you in all aspects be a giver number 7 he is the one who redeems time after all he is the author and the finisher so if we are thinking time is running out i don't know what i've lost over the last 30 40 years of my life being wasted what am i going to do about it he is able to redeem time that is good news so what you didn't gain in the last 30 years he is able to make that abound towards you remember we just saw ephesians 320 to corinthians 9 verse 8 he is able to bring all that to you within a short span he can recover it potentially even in 3 months if he decides to turn your destiny number 8 lastly as philippians 1 verse 6 says he always completes every good work he has started within us so if you think that he has abandoned you halfway he has suddenly gone quiet <clears throat> think again go back and look at philippians 1 verse 6 the author and the finisher does not leave anything unfinished if it is unfinished then be assured he is still working on you and there are other attributes which we always call on at the start of our morning prayer and you may have noticed that every morning our morning encounters and that's the whole purpose of them being recited there at the start so that when you understand who you're calling on in your prayer then your faith is inspired more it increases out of that faith when you then speak and you herald the power in his word that is where transformation occurs that is where manifestation starts to become a possibility each of us are called to come to him so we can explore more of who he is get to know him better as a person not as a religion as a person and to love him for who he is that's when your relationship gets better and the closer you get the more is his jealousy and his jealous love directed towards you 
I'll say that again. The last part is very important. The closer you get to him, the more is his jealousy and his jealous love directed towards you. What that really means is then should anyone look up with an evil intention towards you, they are attracting that anger of this jealous one who will not spare. He said, vengeance is mine. The question for you is, can we grow to that point to attract that kind of jealousy on us? Where he puts his hand around us and says, touch not my anointed. That's what his Bible says. It also says, like we saw yesterday in Hebrews 10.30 or Hebrews 10.31, it is a dangerous thing to fall into the hands of the living God. That kind of jealousy. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that grace to grow in our relationship with you, to come closer to you, that hunger. I ask for that hunger in each of us, Lord, to get to know you more. And until we really keep getting closer, it is not possible for us to know all of you, but for, the, for all the days of our life, Lord, to get to know you more, to keep coming closer to you, to keep growing in our faith, to keep exercising that faith based on the understanding of what we know of you. So that we work with you, we collaborate with you to achieve your plans, to prosper us, to give us an expected end in abundance and in dominion, and to fulfill your kingdom mandate, Lord. I ask for that edification in our spirit this day. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those <clears throat> sorry, that are battling sickness and disease, all families that are embattled, facing division, separation, all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance, poverty, and all our personal needs as well, Lord, we raise before you, those of our families and our friends. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us as we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit. We believe we have received, Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us make our prayer now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
Shandakara Papa Pia, Sandakana Papa Pia, Saraka Yandaka, Sadaka, Uka, Payandia, Sarakanda Kia, Sarakada, Shalala, Shandakana <laughs> <laughs> 
The scripture I was put on my heart today is from Galatians 3, 23 to 26. Now, before faith came, we were confined under the law, kept under restraint until faith should be revealed, so that the law was our custodian until Christ came, that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a custodian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons and daughters of God through faith. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture shared in the chat. This is from John chapter 15, verses 7 to 9, quoted from the NIV, where it says, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's daily reflections, our Divine Mercy and Rosary sessions, as well as the Friday Bible teachings. Please invite friends and family to attend those sessions. You can also invite them to join the Telegram group. You'll find the link in the description of any of our uh, videos on YouTube. Share that. Invite them to join live. Alternatively, you can point them to the recordings on YouTube, on Facebook or on our Spotify page.
A reminder about our Bible study session this Friday as well. It's the fourth part in our series on a time of testing. We will continue to learn about the different kinds of tests. And this Friday, we have an interesting journey where we look at the journey of Joseph, the son of Jacob, and the kind of tests that he endured. So please share those links. We'll share them on our Telegram group today. Share those with others. Invite them to come. And that the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. And let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Amen. Thank, Thank you, Rasa. Thank, Thank you, God bless everyone. Thank you, God bless everyone.